Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to Chippy Chips, the Chip Tune podcast for the masses. Yes, hello. Um, this week on Chippy Chips, we will be focusing on the Mozart of Chip Tune, the one-man Beatles, if you will, of video game music, and that is Koji Kondo. Now, Mr. Kondo was responsible for some of the most iconic pieces of video game music in history. Take this, the Super Mario Brothers theme song. Yes, everybody knows it. It is absolutely iconic to video games. The theme tune and many soundtracks for the Legend of Zelda series. Um, And just basically... He is the go-to composer for Nintendo, especially in the early days in the 80s and the 90s. Tonight we will be playing um, eight Koji Kondo tunes um, from the history of Nintendo, from Super Mario Bros. to The Legend of Zelda to Shin Onishima and other such games. Yes, so Mr. Koji Kondo started life in 1961, August the 13th, 1961 to be exact, born in Nagoya, Japan. He started his work at Nintendo in 1984, scoring numerous titles, uh, including the Punch-Out Arcade game, Golf, um, Devil World Soccer, arm wrestling and even did the sound effects for Kung Fu but in 1985 he produced one of his as I said at the start of the show his most iconic piece of music and that was the soundtrack to Super Mario Brothers Super Mario Brothers Super Mario Brothers was released in 1985 on the Famicom the family computer in Japan um, which was of course the Nintendo Entertainment System in North America, Europe and the rest of the world and it really goes about saying if you're talking about video game music at some point the Super Mario Brothers soundtrack has to be on there now Super Mario Brothers the game excuse me itself was a uh, sequel to the original Mario Brothers which was a sort of like one screen game each level was just on one screen where it had the Mario Brothers trying to rid the sewers and pipes of crabs and flies and turtles and all sorts of things and um, yes basically that was it but it was a fun fun game but of course in 1985 Nintendo basically rewrote the rule book of video games with Super Mario Brothers. It single-handedly helped um, bring back the ailing uh, video game uh, video game industry. That is the word I'm looking for. Yes, industry. The video game industry, which had died on its arse after the video game crash and of course, good old E.T. and it's um, buried in the desert styles. But Super Mario Brothers was a platform game which of all platform games thereafter were built on 
and it was an absolute classic. But it may not have been as successful as it was without Koji Kondo's iconic score. So this first tune, and you have to play it if you're talking about Koji Kondo, is the theme tune to said game, the theme tune to Super Mario Brothers. And here it is, only 1 minute 22 for this one, but it's just a classic, you have to play it. So yes, there you go, the theme tune to Super Mario Brothers from the game. <coughs> Super Mario Brothers, amazingly enough. Yes, it was voted in 2005 by IGN, and they did a poll of pioneering and highly influential video games, and that was voted as the greatest game of all time. And it's hard to argue with that. It is one of the most, it is, if not the most influential video game of all time as I said before the track it was um, it basically single-handedly helped the American video game market come out of its basically crash it, would, it had died just about and uh, Nintendo resurrected it with massive massive popularity of that game so yes, and from one popular game to another, and another NES game, of course. And when you're talking of Koji Kondo, he doesn't just make one iconic theme tune, no, he makes many. And the second of his iconic themes is from The Legend of Zelda. Now this came out in uh, 1986, uh, just under a year later from uh, Super Mario Brothers and it was uh, not an RPG, it was more of an adventure game, an action adventure game where you played as Link and you battled many many beasts in the Kingdom of Hyrule and finally destroying Ganon with your magic magic sword and other such weapons. Yes, Legend of Zelda, it is my favourite video game series of all time it is an absolute classic and they're still making them today along with the Super Mario games because it's so good and yes in 2015 
Um, just coming up to the 30th anniversary of Legend of Zelda, which will be in 2016, is uh, the new Zelda game on the Wii U. Of course, we get a uh, Zelda game to be getting on with um, while we wait for that one, which is, of course, Hyrule Warriors, um, which is taking the old Dynasty Warriors games and uh, putting that in the Zelda universe which looks absolutely great and I can't wait for that to come out if you pre-order it now you get a lovely scarf to wear on those cold winter months while you wait for more Zelda goodness so yes this second track is of course the theme uh, the introductory theme this is from the title screen of the very first Legend of Zelda game on the NES and uh, yes, it's another absolute classic from Koji Kondo. go the theme tune to the legend of zelda on the nintendo entertainment system stroke famicom 
No, it's not just Mario and Zelda which Koji Kondo was making absolute masterpieces for. Yes, in 1987 on the Famicom Disk System and only released in Japan. And it's um, basically one of the greatest um, non-European games um, which we never got, basically. I'm not to explain that very well. But yes, this is Shin Onigashima. This was never released in the West. And it basically, Shin Onigashima uh, translates as Famicom Fairy Tales New Onigashima, which literally means Island of Oni. Now, this was one of the first um, soundtracks which um, Koji Kondo worked on. And this track is from that game. Now, the track I'm going to play you is, I believe, just called Shin Onigashima, and is the, the uh, title track to that game. It's 5 minutes 40 long, um, so grab yourself a cup of tea to listen to it, but it's, it's very nice, and it's, it's one of those tunes which doesn't get heard very often outside of Japan. Thus, why I thought I'd uh, give it a play on Chippy Chips. So here, here we are, this is the uh, music from Shin Onigashima on the Famicom Disk System, uh, released of course as well on the Virtual Console in Japan, but never over here on these shores. But uh, here it is. <laughs>
So yes, there you go. That was actually a medley of uh, tunes from Shin Onigashima on the Famicom Disk System. And yes, um, quite quite nice stuff actually. I know I've actually never heard that before. Of course, being it um, a Japanese-only game, but um, you can really tell the the Koji Kondoisms going on in there. So, next track is from another Legend of Zelda game, and it's from possibly my favourite Legend of Zelda game, and that's A Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo. Now, the Super Nintendo is arguably the greatest game system of all time. It's definitely one of my favourites. This game was originally released in November of 19. 91 uh, in Japan on the Super Famicom of course we Europeans got it just over a year later just under a year later sorry in 1992 and it is a masterpiece um, and people who were complaining about the change in direction in Legend of Zelda 2 uh, Venture, Venture of Link um saw that the, the Zelda series was going back to its roots here with the third instalment back to the over top over the top um, viewpoint and back to the gameplay which people fell in love with with the first Legend of Zelda game. The track I've chosen is the music from the Dark World on that game and is personally my favourite piece of music from the soundtrack Um now, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, and, of course, its sort of spiritual successor, uh, Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, um, are two absolute quality, quality games. And I don't think uh, Link's Awakening gets the plaudits that it should do, because it is an absolute triumph to fit a game of that size on a get small Game Boy cartridge and if you never played it get a copy it is reasonably expensive as with a lot of Legend of Zelda games but if you have a chance play Link's Awakening but of course we are talking about A Link to the Past and this is the music from the Dark World and uh, yes without further ado here it is
So yes, there we go, the Dark World music from Zelda, A Link to the Past. Back to the world of Mario, and indeed the Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. Released in 1990 on the Super Famicom, with North American and European releases following in 1991 and 1992. Now, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World, which was subtitled Super Mario Brothers 4, and of course it was the fourth in the Super Mario Brothers uh, series, not counting, of course, Super Mario Land on the Game Boy, um, was Shigeru Miyamoto's um, sort of dream version of Super Mario Brothers when he was originally developing Super Mario Brothers he'd always wanted to have Mario riding on the back of a dinosaur but of course the um, confines of an 8-bit cartridge uh, wouldn't allow him to do that but with the awesome power of the Super Nintendo he was finally able to do that and Super Mario World is an absolute classic yet again Nintendo no matter the uh, I don't know, people are snobbish about Nintendo calling them a ki making kiddie games, but they make games which are immensely playable and just immensely satisfying video gaming experiences, and Super Mario World is no exception. Now, the tune I've selected from Super Mario World is the underwater theme. Now, there was an underwater theme on the original Super Mario Brothers, which is excellent. And I really, really like this one, like that one. But this one um, has a special place in my heart because Super Mario World was really the first Mario game I played to a big extent. Um, so yes, this is the f underwater theme by Koji Kondo from the uh, Super Mario World soundtrack. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yes, there you go, the underwater theme from Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. Now, amazingly, Koji Kondo composed the music for Super Mario World just using an electronic keyboard. Um, A lot of the themes in Super Mario World, um, except for like the the castles and fortresses and whatnot, and the the Bowser music, are like a variation of the same melody. And there's also, um, like when you're riding Yoshi... Um, the soundtrack of any level is accompanied by bongo drums to basically make it sound like you're riding on a horse or a large dinosaur as the case may be Um, and he was just using lots of great ideas to bring the game to life and he really really did an amazing job Okay, on to our next game and next tune, of course, and it's another Zelda tune. And this one is from the Nintendo 64 and Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Now, I remember this game coming out, and when it was first shown, um, probably one of the Space Worlds, I would have thought. Do you remember the old Space World um, expos that Nintendo used to do back in the 90s? Um, and everybody was absolutely blown away. And Ocarina of Time has gone down as possibly the greatest Zelda game of all time. And it is an absolute masterpiece. Um, <coughs> and the soundtrack is also absolutely iconic. Now... This, um, of course, with Ocarina of Time, it was all based around music. You had the Ocarina and you had to play, learn and play different tunes to have different spells to time warp and make the day become night and all that sort of stuff. And this song is the Song of Storms from that game, which is possibly my favourite of the Ocarina tunes. And uh, without, yeah, without further ado, I'm not going to rabbit on about it, I'm just going to play this tune. Yes, this is Song of Storms from the soundtrack to Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo 64.
Yes, there you go. A short but sweet The Song of Storms from Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on the N64. Released in November of 1998 in Japan and then shortly after in December of 1998 in Nepal and Australian and North American um, regions. An absolute classic of a game, one that was... Um, remastered for the Nintendo 3DS in 2011 and it also included the Master Quest rearranged dungeons which were on the um, GameCube version I believe when that was re-released um, back in the day which was around about 2002 2003 from what I can remember ok so we're going on to our last of our Koji Kondo tunes for tonight and is possibly one of his most beautiful pieces of music and once again it's from a Super Mario game and it's from Super Mario 64 and it's possibly one of the most one of the favourite tracks of um, mine at least and of course for a lot of people uh, from Super Mario 64 and that's the music from Dire Dire Docks of course, Super Mario 64 once again revolutionised the platform game and brought Mario into stunning three dimensions and was released in June of 96, September of the same year in North America and we Europeans got it in March of 1997 after many, many delays. <coughs> but it, Nintendo... And they still do. They had an absolute brilliant partnership of Shigeru Miyamoto and Koji Kondo um, as game developer and composer. And they will go down in history as one of the greatest um, teams that we've ever seen when it comes to video games. When you talk about movies you'll probably talk about say Tim Burton and uh, what's his face <coughs> what is his name Danny Elfman that's it and Danny Elfman of course did those great things for the, the Batman soundtrack in 1989 but yes Koji Kondo and Shigeru Miyamoto um, curated magic and of course Koji was doing the soundtrack to our youth so yes here we are the last Koji Kondo tune of, of the night is from Super Mario 64 and is the Dire Dire Docks music
So yes, there you go. Super Mario 64's Dire Dire Dogs. What an absolute beauty of a tune, and it really cemented the feeling of awe and wonder what we got when we first played Super Mario 64. Um, I did a video of it on my YouTube channel um, a couple of weeks back. Um, just remembering how brilliant that game was when you first played it. In 1997 we'd never really seen anything like that and having Mario swimming and flying and doing all that he did in that beautiful three dimensions and full of die die dogs level when he's swimming around and there's that eel and things snapping at him and that music on top of it was just an absolutely brilliant experience and one that you don't get very often nowadays in games but if anybody is going to give you that experience it's going to be Nintendo and uh, if you haven't ever played Super Mario 64 I'd go and play it now because it's lovely but still if you've not played it now you're still I don't think going to have that experience that we had in 97 because it was something totally totally new and an absolute um, privilege to play that game when it first came out at the time it was lovely so yes that is it for uh, Koji Kondo retrospective for tonight but of course as with all episodes of Chippy Chips, we have two more tracks. A track from the past and a track from, well, sort of today, from the uh, 2000s at least. And a track from the past is from 1984 and is from an artist called Harumi Hosono. Now, Harumi Hosono um, has featured on Chippy Chips before as part of YMO, the Yellow Magic Orchestra. But... In uh, 1984, he did an album called Video Game Music, which was basically um, songs from Namco games, which he arranged and produced into his own inimitable style. And this track is called um, Gaplos. And he also did, he did things from like Galaxian and all sorts of games like that. But this... Um, is one that stuck out to me. So yes, this is Harumi Hosono with Gaplos and this is a track from the past.
So yes, that's Harumi Husono with Gaplos, a um, basically a very special arrangement of the music from Gaplos, which is also known as Gallagher Three. Um, of course, there was no Gallagher Two for some reason. He went straight to three. Thought we couldn't be asked with two, so yes, let's do Gallagher Three instead. So yes, Gaplos um, by Harumi Husono, and that is our track from the past. So. Which leads us, of course, to our track from the future and our last track of the night. This is from a very special person called DJ Scotch Egg, who is a Japanese producer of chiptune stroke GABA music. He's actually based in Brighton, England, but although he originally hails from Tokyo in Japan, and has been going since around about 2003 I have one of his albums which is the Scotchhausen album he's released three so far KFC Core, Scotchhausen and Drumicized um, and he makes some really weird sort of uh, tunes as you are about to hear this is the track Scotch Forest which was released on a like compilation CD I believe and it's 2 minutes 2 seconds of absolute noise mixed with uh, Game Boy beeps and whistles and he has been there his Scotch Elzen album was basically Game Boy versions of classical music and mixed with Gabba and it's Ace if you like that sort of thing, I absolutely love it. But yes, here it is, our last track of the night. DJ Scotch Egg with Scotch Forest.
Yes, there you go. <laughs> TJ Scotch Egg with Scotch Forest. And uh, I hope that's woken you up if you were drifting off into a lovely, lovely sleep. So, yes, that is it for Chippy Tunes. Chippy Tunes? Chippy Tunes? Chippy Chips? <laughs> I don't even know what the name of my show is. Chippy Chips, the Chip Tune podcast for this week. And I really hope you've enjoyed it. A little look back into Koji Kondo with some extra tunes from Harumi Hasono and DJ Scotch Egg <coughs> thank you for tuning in I shall be back uh, in a fortnight with another show who it shall be I don't know probably somebody from Britain I believe we shall see but yes thank you very much for tuning in to Chippy Chips tell your friends tell your loved ones tell your grandma about Chippy Chips and tell them to tune in and download from iTunes and also, of course tune in live ish um, on the Retro Unlimited Network so yes thank you very much and I shall see you again